Good morning. Welcome to Life Church. I'm Aaron Cole, the senior pastor. It's good to see you today. Will you just look? Can we just give all the guys a big hand? I don't care if they're 13, 35, 105. Men, today, the fact that you are at church, I think there's a special place in heaven for you. Amen? Amen. No? The wives are just silent. They're like, what? We come every week. Amen. So what's the deal with this? They can get out of bed. Yeah, I feel, you feel the love. <laughs> I'm sorry. Happy Father's Day. Great to see you today. Great to be with you today. Uh, and uh, we're going to conclude this series on Honor Code this week. And I hope you'll be back with me next weekend. We start the summer series. I will be speaking here at both services. And, uh, uh, and so I've got a special message I have been wanting to do for quite some time. And so we kind of have a group of campus pastors, teaching pastors, guys in the team that we kind of get together with. And, and uh, I think my message is, is pretty cool. They, they didn't want to do this as a series. So I was like, you know what? You guys had an opportunity to do this as a series. I'm going to do this as a standalone. It will, it will be epic, and you'll wish you were a part of it. But anyhow, so I hope you'll be back next weekend. Uh, it's about how, how do you deal with uh, when, storms in lives, when storms in life are coming, what do you do? Do you run away? Do you run to? What's the right thing to do? I just, I think it'll be fun. So again, hopefully you'll be with me next week as we do that and kind of get into the, the summer series. Uh, and then today, if you have your Bible, turn with me to Exodus chapter 20. I'm going to be in Ephesians 6 as well, but Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. And, and we're in this series, we're concluding it today on this honor code series. And uh, today, the, 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 the commandment to honor, the command to honor, comes with blessings attached. We're going to unpack that. Um, and it's, um, it's one that I think is really neglected a lot today. It just happened that it fell on Father's Day because <laughs> it's talking about parents. And uh, I think it's forgotten sometimes. And I also think it, it's misunderstood of what to do. And so I want to go back and just, just recap from, from previous weeks Honor, when we say honor, what does that mean? It means to value, to respect, to highly esteem, to hold something that's precious or weighty or valuable. So for something to be without honor means that you treat it as common or ordinary. And um, honor is all about respecting the authority that God has placed you under, especially in today's message when we talk about this. Uh, and um, because what God does, he uses positional authority to direct and to develop true character and, uh, and true God-honoring authority in our lives. So God uses people and places and things. And today, we're gonna, as we unpack this about how we honor parents, God uses your mom and your dad in your life that if you will treat them in the way that he's telling you to and his word instructs you to, it develops character in your life, but it also develops an understanding of what authority, healthy authority means. We all, all of us, all of us are under some level of authority. And I know if you're 16 today and you think, man, when I grow up, I'm going to be on my own and no one's going to tell me what to do. And every adult laughs because we all thought that. And then we, and then this is the real world. And, uh, and contrary to John Mayer, the real world really has real rules, and there are real ways to do this. And so the truth of the matter is, is that, is that this is just kind of welcome to the jungle, baby. This is just the way it works. And so the Bible gives us practical insights and guidance that if we will be people of authority and under authority, we will live in that paradoxical kind of uh, managing that tension 
uh, our life will be full and blessed. If we choose to kind of go our own way and reject authority wholesale and pick and choose what we want to do and just try to be people of authority, we will crash and burn and it will be epic. And the Bible is full of stories of people just like you and I who said, I'm going to do it my way. And um, it didn't turn out so well. Remember this. Honor is not about the person that you're honoring. Honor is about you. Honor does not speak to the individual that you're honoring. Honor is about you. And that's going to be important as we go into today's message. Because some of you, you have parents that it's a really strained relationship. It's, they're not Christ followers. Or they left home. Or they abandoned the family. Or what do I do with this? And those are tough. I mean, nothing in our world is easy, but those become way more complicated. I just want you to remember something. You choose to follow this commandment from the Lord. It's not about your folks. It's about you. It's not about what they did. It's what Jesus did inside of you. You cannot control them. You can only control you. Again, much easier preached, much easier preached than lived. But I want to unpack this today. As we talk about this last honor code uh, in this sermon series about honoring your mother and your father. So if you're taking notes, there's three statements I'm going to make. It's going to be on the screen. The first one is the prominence of this fifth commandment. The prominence of this fifth commandment. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, commandment number five in the Ten Commandments. God says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord God is giving you. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land the Lord God is giving you. Now, the first four commandments, if you look at the Ten Commandments, the first four commandments are about your relationship with God. The next six commandments are about your relationship with one another. Very interesting. So the foundation is a vertical relationship with the Lord. And they're, they're the most important. But those other six are predicated when you get this vertical relationship between you and God right, then these other things come into play. Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these other things shall be added unto you. These other six are about relationships with one another. And he begins this with the commandment to honor your mother and father. Interesting that he begins there. Why is that interesting? Nothing is by accident in Scripture. Don't ever just read over something and just go, Oh, whatever. Even when you see little words, therefore, it's telling you what it's there for. That's why, I know it's really deep, isn't it? Do you like that? <laughs> I haven't earned doctorate in theology. That's what I learned. No, I mean, just like, but, but it's, it's one of those things where you, 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 you look at it. So why does he begin with commandment number five? Why does he begin commandment number five? The first one was relationship with others, with the, with the home. Because it all begins there. If, if the relationship in the home is good and right, and can I just, let me just stop here because I'm, I'm just, I'm editing as I'm going through. I'm thinking what you may be thinking. Nobody, nobody's home is perfect. Do you, do you please understand that. My home is not perfect. Your home is not perfect. The home I grew up in was not perfect. Although mom, dad, love you. It was great. I'm just saying like my mom watches every week. So I have to watch what I say uh, or I get editorial comments throughout the course of the week. Um, no, but nobody's perfect. I mean, there, there is no such thing as perfection because you and I are imperfect people. So, so take a deep breath. 
I'll never forget talking to a therapist one time, and I was talking about something with one of the girls and, and something I said or whatever. And I said, do you think I did damage? And he said, probably, but they're resilient. They're kids. They'll get over it. <laughs> it's just, it, it happens. You have a bad day. You, you, your, your, your mouth gets ahead of you, and, you, and things come out and, and, and whatever. I, I just, I, you know, I, I get it. Like, it's just, so this is not about perfection, But God knows that, yet God chooses that this is where it begins. Because if it's right in the family, if it's right in the home, it's going to be right in the workplace. It's going to be right when you grow up and you leave your mother and your father and you cleave to your spouse. And so you leave your family of origin to your family of choice, in essence. If it's right at home, it's going to be right in other relationships. But if it's wrong at home... If it's wrong at home, it's not just going to stay there. It's going to go because it's forming you and changing you. So if there's been traumatic events in the home and the family, those don't just stay there. They, they go. That's why it's so important. That, that's why family's so important. That's the reason why I remember God instituted family before sin ever entered the world. God instituted family before he ever instituted the church. It's true. Family is hugely important. I tell this to every staff member that comes on staff at Life Church. Look, I hope that you're here for a long, long time. And I hope I'm here for a long, long time. And I hope that we get to serve together and work together and build the kingdom of God together. But that family, that wife, that husband, those kids, when this job is over, when these people forget your name, when you're relegated to some picture and some album somewhere from some event, those people there, your spouse, your kids, those are the people that you're going to do life with. Don't ever forget, this is, it's an assignment, it's ministry, but it's also a job. We're called to do work. Yes, work predates the fall of man, but it's just part of it. And so the, the truth of the matter is, is that we, we, we learn how to, to relate to other people at home. So if we get this right here, we get everything else right. I love having conversations with people that I'm looking to hire, and I ask them one of these, this is one of my key questions. And I got this from Dr. James Dobson, a focus on the family. Dobson said every time he hired someone, he would ask them, tell me about your dad. And tell me about the relationship with your dad. Interesting. Statistics show that if a wife chooses to go to church, there is some decent amount of percent that the kids will follow, but it's not huge. If a dad chooses to go to church, the wife and the kids in the upper 90th percentile will follow suit. Again, I'm just telling you the numbers. I don't understand it completely, right? Because every athlete that you see on television says, love you, mom. They don't ever say, love you, dad, right? Uh, uh, (laughs) Right? I mean, think about this. Every, I mean... My, my kids, if they have a choice between, you know, one parent's off the island, I'm off the island. They're going to pick Tammy every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I mean, there's nothing like mom, right? I mean, they just, right. Mother's Day is a bigger holiday than Father's Day. It just, it just is. I mean, it, 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 it grosses more sales. It, it, the, I mean, you're not going to have a hard time finding a place for lunch today. Mother's Day, good luck. We've got, we've got a wonderful uh, Mother's Day brunch at 6.30 p.m. Would you like it? I mean, that, that's, it's... Father's Day, welcome, it's all open. But 
But the truth of the matter is, is that in parenting, that becomes huge. So that relationship becomes huge. And so the, so the reality is, if you grew up in a very dysfunctional home, absentee dad, absentee mom, it affects you, which means you've got to figure out what that is. Get in God's word, get in prayer, maybe even sit down with the counselor or therapist and begin to work through some things so that you don't pass that on to the next generation. Because hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy. And that's the reason why this is so important. When we learn how to honor our mother, because if you know how to honor your mother and your father, then you understand certain dynamics. Let me just say this from a personal experience. My dad, my dad's about 5'8", so I'm 6'6", I'm six, six, I still I remember the day when I was in college and I remember I, I understood, I, I, it hit me, like I, I can't get a spanking anymore. Like, like <laughs> my dad was one of those guys you just didn't mess with. If my dad has both hands up in a worship service, it is like complete revival has broken out in church. My dad's very stoic. Uh, my brother said my dad should have been a, would have been a great judge because his, his, his look, there's a phrase that we have today that I can't use, but his look is just... <laughs> My girls say when I get really upset, or I, they, they call it the papa face. That's what they call him as papa. And it's just this real furrowed brow. It's just no expression. It's just look right through you. And so I was raised in a family where because of that, I'm not really intimidated by a lot of other people. I, I'm not, I'm, I, I have a certain amount of confidence because I'm more, I'm more healthy respect, respect and fear of the man at home than I would, was of any coach or of, of, of any teacher or, or any other individual. Because I knew when I got home, I had, to, I, I, I had to answer for my actions for the day. I knew that he meant what he said. I knew that if he said I was in trouble, I, I was in trouble. Like my mom, you could get out of anything. She would ground you for a month and within two hours, you were back on your BMX bike riding the neighborhood. <laughs> Love it. Love you, mom. But, but dad? Oh. It was like complete meltdown. But as a, as a grown adult, that's the reason why I, I learned how to respect authority. I learned how to respect uh, people that were in my life. I learned how to respect elders. I learned how to respect because that's what I was taught. There's a prominence of this fifth commandment. Honor your mother and your father being here because it all begins at home. Second statement. There's a practice of this fifth commandment. How do you practically live this out? How do you practice this fifth commandment? So Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, Paul tells the church at Ephesus, he says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Now, obedience basically means acting the right way, all the way, in a cheerful way. That's really difficult to do sometimes when you're trying to be obedient. And some 13-year-old is going, amen, amen. I can't say it loud because I don't get in trouble, but amen. Because, because, the, because the truth of the matter is, is that, that there are times when you are asked to do something and you're under the roof, you're, under the, you're on the payroll, in essence, of your mom and your dad that you're not gonna, always going to want to do. Take out the trash, do the chores, get your homework done. You're not always going to want to do it with a cheerful or good attitude. But that's what obedience means. It means I'm acting the right way. I'm doing the full job. I'm not just doing it half-baked. I'm all the way in. I'm doing it, and I'm doing it with a good attitude. Now, the Bible is very clear about warnings about disobeying your parents. 
Now, I'm just going to give you three scriptures, Old Testament. Deuteronomy 27, verse 16. Cursed be anyone who dishonors his father or his mother, and all the people shall say amen. Proverbs 19, 26 says, He who does violence to his father and chases away his mother is a son who brings shame and reproach. Proverbs 30, 17 says, The eye that mocks a father and scorns to obey a mother will be picked out by the ravens of the valley and eaten by vultures. You need any visual pictures on that one? Uh, this is just the Bible, folks. It's not me. Don't email me. You email God at godhotmail.com. And this commandment isn't just for children. Uh, when, when Jesus confronts the Pharisees for disobeying the fifth commandment, he rebukes them. Matthew's Gospel 15, 5, and 6 says, You say it is all right for the people to say to their parents, Sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. Listen to this. In this way, you say they don't need to honor their parents. So you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. You're using church. You're using your giving to God as an excuse not to obey and not to honor your parents as adults. This never lifts. This doesn't change when you move out. It, it shifts, it changes, but the honoring is still part of it. Let me, let, me, let me just put some practical terms to this. Living with parents, so if you're, if you're living under the roof, I don't care if you're 25, 35, if you're on payroll, and I really mean this, you're there. You've chosen to be with mom and dad because it's easier or whatever it may be. I'm, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying this is where you are. Then you have a responsibility when it talks about honoring to listen to them, to obey them because you're living under their roof. You're on their payroll. But, but man, I'm, I'm 21. I, I didn't move out. But as long as you're there and they're paying the bills, they are in charge. It's kind of like a landlord. If you go and you rent from somebody else, there are rules and regulations. And that contract that you sign, whether it's a month-to-month lease or a six-month lease or a 12-month lease, there are, month, there are, there are contracts that you, there's a con and if you violate the contract, you're out. You can't just do whatever, whenever, however. You need to ask. You need to have a right attitude. And you don't trash them publicly or privately. That's what it means to honor. If you're living under the roof, whether you're 13 or 35, you're living under that roof. You are in their home. They are paying the bill for the roof over your head. They're your parents. How do I honor them? I listen to them. I'm obedient. I'm asking. I have a right attitude, and I don't trash publicly or privately. What do you mean by that? I'm not railing on them privately. This is stupid. I can't believe this. I'm a grown man. And I'm telling you, and every dad's going, yep, and I wish he'd move out. But they're not going to tell you that, but that's what they think. And they're not going to tell you that because the wife is looking there going, honey, honey, this is still baby. And it's like, no, but he hasn't been a baby for a long time. He need, <laughs> right? I mean, do you understand? So junior is not still here. Junior's here. And so there's a whole different. So, so it's, you don't, you don't just go on and that in the same way publicly, man, my mom and dad, they're just so da 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 You're 16. You don't trash your parents privately. You're stupid. I can't believe you. I hate you. Your friends, I can't believe this. And then you come to church, 
and you lift your hands and you serve in ministry and you call yourself a Christ follower? I'm just telling you chapter and verse, bro. Ma'am, I'm just telling you, miss, I'm just telling you chapter and verse. But you don't understand. No, I understand. You know everything right now. I get it. I've been there. But what you don't understand is that you don't. And what you don't understand is God's trying to develop character in you in order for you to live the life he's called you to live. And that tension that you have is completely normal. And those feelings are completely natural. But what you do with those feelings determines how mature or immature you are. And it communicates to everybody else who hears you. You are a spoiled brat of immaturity or you have a certain amount of maturity about you. Man, it's quiet in here. I thought more parents would be like, hey, man, preach it, pastor. And we do a revival night on that. Amen. So if you're off the payroll, so I would be off the payroll. Now, my dad said to me about this sabbatical that we're going to go on. He goes, you don't think they're trying to get rid of you, do you? <laughs> I don't think so, dad. He goes, I'm just going to tell you, if you come back and they've got another pastor, if Ryan's the pastor while you're gone... They come back, because he said, that Ryan's sharp. Both my dad and my father-in-law love Ryan. And uh, I said to my father-in-law one time, we were playing golf with Ryan, and he was just like, he's an amazing golfer. I said, would you much rather have him than me? And on the golf course, I would, yes. So anyhow, um, the, the, the deal is, it's like, if that happens, he goes, you're, just by the way, you can't move back home. I'm like, dad, I'm 51. I think we're beyond that point. I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm off the payroll. I still listen. And there are times, I love my mother. Man, I love my mother. Mom, I love you. But you guys seen that commercial? It's like a, it's like a Geico commercial where the mom is talking, and her, but her son is like this super secret agent, and he's fighting off all these people, and she's talking about the squirrels in the attic. Man, they must have been listening to some of our phone conversations. And so I love my mom. And there are times I will say, Mom, Mom, you've already told me this. <laughs> Mom, you've already told me this story. Mom, I have absolutely, absolutely no idea who that is. <laughs> and she'll try to, Mom, I don't know those people. Mom, but you're related to them. They're fourth cousins, Mom. I, I don't know who they, I don't, I don't, sorry. And she'll say to me, you'll be old one day. Your grandmother, my mother used to say to me, you'll be old one day and you'll repeat stuff. You just remember that. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, you listen. It's just really good preaching. <laughs> Have a good attitude. So, Aaron, are there times where you don't? Oh, yeah. There have been times as a grown adult I've had to call back and say, I'm sorry. I was disrespectful in my attitude towards you. I'm a grown man. I pay my own bills. My parents, when I graduated college, I don't, they didn't co-sign for a car, for a house, for anything. My dad's idea was... I raised you, you are 22, you've got a college degree, where are you living? It's not here. <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, that's just how, I, so I don't, but, but I'm still responsible to honor my mother and father, even at 51. My attitude. And I don't trash them. I use them in sermon illustrations, but I don't trash them. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't get on some kind of a, why my mom and dad and da-da-da. No, 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 no. 
That's the practical side of it. Third statement, the promise of the fifth commandment. There's a promise to this fifth commandment. Go back to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and verse 3. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with promise that it may go well with you. Yeah, that your dad doesn't kill you. It may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. This promise is both earthly and eternal. The Bible says that when you honor, right attitude, right heart, right disposition, living under their roof, on the payroll, you're obedient. Off payroll, you're not trashing, you're honoring. That when you do that, that God will bless you here and eternally. See, every one of these commandments that, we've, that God talks about and that we've been talking about in this honor, they all come with, they're all connected to a benefit, to a blessing. A couple weeks ago we talked about when, when you honor God with bringing of the tithe and giving of your offerings, when you honor him in this way, he'll bless your resources. He'll make that 90% go further than the 100% ever could. Last weekend we talked about the Sabbath. And when you honor God with the Sabbath, when you set aside the first of that first day of the week and you honor him and you cease and you desist from your, you practice Shabbat and you cease and you desist from your workings and from your regular routine and you do things that replenish your soul and replenish your body, and replenish your mind, replenish your spirit, that he will bless you with health that you'll be able to do more in the six than you ever could if you went six, seven straight. This is no different. When you honor your mother and your father, whether you're 10 or 40 or 60 or as long as you have folks on this earth, the Bible says that God will bless you in this life and will bless you with longevity. There's a lot of people spending a lot of money trying to live long and be healthy and it's real simple honor your folks honor them honor show respect show them as valuable show them as weighty don't treat them as ordinary or just common honor them maybe today it's calling your dad if he's still living and just saying, happy Father's Day, Dad, I love you. It's amazing to me sometimes the number of, of individuals who have never said to their dad, I love you. As an adult, well, my dad's just not that kind of a person and my dad doesn't really say that and, and my dad's never really said that to me. Well, I understand that. Maybe he should have, I get all that. But again, honor is not about him. Honor is about you. Honor doesn't speak to what he did or what he does. It's about you. I understand there may be some relationships with parents because of, of various extenuating circumstances that there need to be healthy boundaries. I get that. I'm not saying don't have that. I'm saying it may just be simply of you just calling or dropping by. How are you? Just want you to know I love you. I care about you. You're my dad. Maybe doing that with your mom. Maybe there's a strained relationship there. I know it's not Mother's Day, but simply doing that. 
Maybe that's hard. Maybe that's, that's, it's difficult. Maybe you need to write that down. I, I don't know. But communicating that's important. That's not just important for them. It's important for you because you're trying to practice God's word. You're trying to live this out. You're trying to show respect to the authority that God's brought you here under. And can I just tell you, God knows. He knows how difficult some of those relationships are. But there's a blessing. And when we honor, again, our world has lost this value. I've seen kids in places talk to their parents and look at their folks in such a way. And I get it, sometimes it's just teenage hormones and just growing up and I get all of that. But I have had so many conversations so many times with adults that will cry and they deal with guilt and with shame that the enemy heaps on them because of the way they talk to their parents, how they lived, what they did, what they brought their folks through. The way to break that is to choose just to honor. Do it God's way. Quit trying to do it your way. Quit trying to force it. Quit trying to make it. Just do it your way. And moms and dads, you can't make your kids honor you. Because honor is not about you. You may be honorable. And if they don't honor you, it's not an indictment against you per se. This is on them. Especially as I mean, if they're living under your roof, it's a little, maybe a little different. Again, 16 is 16. But, but at 26 and 36, that's, that's on them. So I don't mean to add any weight or any guilt. But when we do this in God's way, when we honor here, this at home reflects everything else. When we teach this to our kids, we're doing them a service. We're doing their future family of choice a service. We're doing their future spouse a service. And your grandkids and your great-grandkids, and for as long as the Lord tarries is coming, you're doing them a service. And you're doing their employer a service. You're doing their community a service because you're teaching them the foundations of what it means to be a person of authority and under authority. So today I just want to pray. I want to pray that God would help us to honor and in doing so, I just want to ask every man, every guy, you don't have to be a dad, every guy in the room to stand. If you are a man, I want you to stand in this room. I don't care if you're 13 and your voice is changing or whatever, I want you to stand. I see some sons standing next to their dads like I'm as big as you are. And the, and the dad's like, yeah, I'll deal with you after service, amen. I wanna pray for you. So go you, so go your family. It's biblical. I didn't write it. You're leading. I'm going to pray that God's going to help you and he's going to bless you. On this Father's Day and on every day. And let us always be men of honor. Let us be men who live this out, who teach this to our kids, and who show this by example to the people that we're around. Would you bow your heads, every one of you, and close your eyes, and let's just pray. Father, I just thank you for these men. On this Father's Day, Lord, I honor them. And I thank you, Lord, that the gift that they are to the church, the gift that they are to me, the gift that they are, Lord, to their families, the gift that they are to their friends, and to the community and the world in which they live and reside. And I just simply pray today that, Lord, you would just bless them. God, not just with a good day or a good afternoon or a good lunch or a good nap, but I pray you would bless them. 
I pray, Lord, that if these are young men in this room and they're, they don't have children and they're, they're maybe children themselves or young adults or teenagers, I just pray, God, that you would instill in them this value. God, that they would, they would lead up, that they would, that they would step up. God, that they would honor you and honor, by honoring their, their, their earthly father and their mother. I pray, God, that you would simply just bless and minister. I pray, Father, Lord, that you would also help every, every one of the guys in this room, Lord, that are standing, that they have families of their own, that they will live out this principle in such a way that their children and their grandchildren will see this in their life and will know of this in their life. I just pray, Lord, that we would lead with honor, that we would serve with honor, God, that we would, we, we would walk this out the way you've called us to all walk this out. Let us not take a pair of proverbial scissors to the Bible on this issue. Let us not excuse our behavior because of something that's happened or a parent has done or said, but let us, as much as it depends upon us, and I pray your blessings be upon these men today on this Father's Day. And your blessings continue to be upon this church as these men lead and serve you and their families and their wives, their children, each other, and the community which you've called us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would everybody stand to your feet? I'm going to have Nando come back, and the band's going to lead us in one last song, and then, we're, and then Ryan's going to come and be dismissed or dismiss us. He won't be dismissed because I need to be dismissed for 90 days, so I don't need you to be dismissed. But again, God bless you and happy Father's Day. Amen.